Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Today's NFL with a quarterback is the most important decision on the entire field. If you've got a guy, you're in really good shape. And lucky for all of us, I've got a guy that can help us navigate the quarterback landscape here in New York. Matt Sims, former NFL quarterback, joins us now on The Fan. Welcome. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for being making me the guy. You know, it's uh, it's quite an honor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it, Matt. All right. So let's let me let me dig into your your mind here. So we'll start with Daniel Jones. Um, we're here to talk about Daniel Jones and Zach Wilson. Daniel Jones, uh, a big contract year that he's in. First, what do you see from him? That what does he do well? Well, the things that he does well is that he's has a, tr- a tremendous amount of experience, right, in college and in the pros. You know, he has endured through a lot, right? So we know that he has the will and knows how to battle through adversity, right? Because no one has battled through more adversity in their young career than Daniel Jones has and how he's had to, you know, manage, you know, expectations for the tri-state area. We know how taxing that can be on a young man. And also to just managing the expectations of being a high-level draft pick and replacing uh, Eli Manning as a potential Hall of Famer guy. So that's where those things, you know, it's just, it's a lot, you know, for a young man to endure. He's done that. Now he's survived long enough to be a part of a coaching staff that I believe is going to take advantage of those qualities of the things that he does well, which is throwing the ball down the field, being athletic, keeping plays alive with his legs, being a good runner, right? I mean, not a good runner, a great runner as far as NFL terms go. And now it's really going to be just up to day ball to kind of rewrite the psychological approach of Daniel Jones, because he's been kind of beaten down so much. Now it's up to him to kind of build him back up to make him tougher and grittier. And, you know, hopefully in the end, after this season, make him just the leader of this team going forward. Sure. And you talked a little bit, touched about the, a little, a little bit of the adversity that Daniel Jones has gone through. Um, it's his right. fourth NFL season. He's had three different offensive coordinators and one interim and three different head coaches. So, Right. Help us understand what that's like for a quarterback to go year to year and have different personnel all around you every year. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the biggest issues, right, is that there's there's it's very hard for you to kind of just build upon what you did a year ago, because every year you're starting new and you're just thinking, you know, with time, we're going to get better. We're going to improve with this knowledge that we have and build into that playbook. And without that ability to do that, you know, to start from scratch every year, it's extremely difficult, especially with just the nuances and how intricate week to week matchups are on the NFL. So it's, it definitely has put him behind in a lot of situations as far as developing that rapport with his teammates, with his coaching staff, and with just what he does well himself. Um, 
And then that being said, he's been behind an offensive line that has struggled tremendously in his young career, and he's gotten hit a lot. And uh, that's never a good combination for a young quarterback in the NFL. What are some of the nuances then, you know, put the helmet on. What, what's a nuance that, that you can describe that would that would he he would experience? Yeah, I mean, not going too far down the rabbit hole, because that's a conversation we could sit here and talk for hours about. But just, um, you know, knowing just how your coaches think, right, in situational football, knowing, you know, what they're going to call, what to expect from a defense, knowing how to have those answers built in, you know, to your scheme and what you're doing. And you see it all throughout the NFL, you know, and the really good teams, those are teams that have been together that have that that, you know, great rapport with each other and just week in and week out, they're having better answers for different problems and making plays and overcoming adversity. You know, the one thing that I see right now with just, you know, Dayball and just the situation with him and Daniel Jones is that, you know, for the first time in a while, I'm sure Daniel Jones believes like, wow, like I can be the guy here. You know, unfortunate for him, it's during his contract year and there's a lot of pressure. And of course, there's always going to be the guy that's looking across the street at the draft and be like, man, there's a lot of, uh, you know, exotic picks out there that we can go with. But, you know, it's uh, it, it really just makes everyone realize how important coaching is in the NFL. It's not important. It's 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 everything. It's the most important thing to any franchise. And that's why. You know, the Steelers are in a situation where they're, you know, everything they've gone through, they're a game out of potentially being in first place of their division, you know, despite all the things that they've gone through. It's because they have great coaching because Mike Tomlin's a great leader, you know, and you see that with Brian as well in New York. So you believe in the Brian Dayball effect for the New York Giants? I do. I think it's really hard to to deny it because you've seen the success, the people that he's been around in his young career. Right. You know, being around guys like Nick Saban, the success that he had up there with McDermott up there in Buffalo, you know, all those things, you know, those are just lessons that he kind of just I'm sure took off, you know, each and every day was just like, man, that's a good one. That's a good one. And just kind of keep adding it to his rapport of who he is. And just, yeah, the person just you could see, man, the players love him. And they play with energy, you know, the, the fans, you can see it like there's just something about it where you just you kind of know that he's different than what they've had in the past. We're talking with Matt, Matt Sims here on the fan, um, you know, under the quarterback helmet here again, you know, you look at the wide receivers that Daniel Jones is working with. I mean, Darius Slayton, maybe, um, but it's a pretty inexperienced room, a pretty inexperienced bunch. Um, how does that affect the quarterback's ability to do his job? You know, I think really, you know, instead of harping on the fact that they don't have like the players that maybe they need to be to be that next level team. Right. But just the fact is, is that, you know, one, the belief, you know, that whole Ted Lasso thing, believe, you know, it's real, you know, and they're believing in it. Right. They are. And that's important. Right. And, and when you believe in that kind of situation, it doesn't matter, you know, if you're going against Goliath, you know, you believe that you're David and you're going to do it. Right. So that's half the battle. But really, the offense is totally focused on Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley. And the offensive line being able to, you know, they've gotten better with pass protecting, but just being able to continue to control the line of scrimmage enough so they can run the ball effectively too. And that includes Daniel Jones and his running ability, because right now their one-two punch in the backfield is really kind of what's holding, you know, everything together for them. And then Wink on the defensive side of the football, you know, has just been so important too. And, you know, really right now what you see with the Giants is just that, that group of, you know, collective football, you know, 
know, playing well on all three phases. And, and that's why they've been winning a lot of tough football games against teams that maybe are better uh, than they are. Yeah. Yeah. Better on paper, of course. So correct. Lawrence Tynes put out a graphic. I'm going to read it to you. And, and I thought it was really good. And he said, okay. Jones's passing yards and rushing yards are almost identical to last year's through six games. And I checked it out. It's pretty much exactly right. Um, but through this point last year, they were one in five. This right. year, it's five and one. How do you explain that? I think the biggest thing is just situational football, you know, and then I think if you went back with those, you know, all those stats too, just some of the costly turnovers that lost in the game were in situations where the Giants were in too many obvious passing situations where they can kind of tee off on that inexperienced offensive line. And then, you know, we've known that he's had troubles with holding the football in the pocket. And I think some of those things just kind of magnify, especially when the team around him isn't quite as uh, isn't working as a collective consciousness together. So, you know, those, those things are, are could be a little bit misleading. You know, I think what you really see is the fact that just Dayball is able to manage the game. Wink is able to manage the game on the defense side of the football, keeping teams within a few scores always. And I think that they've had that ability to now be a little bit just more battle tested and tougher to kind of finish and close out games when they need to. Right. Um, eight and three over his last 11 starts. We're talking to Matt Sims, by the way, here on the fan. Eight and three over his last 11 starts is Daniel Jones. Do you think he's turned the corner? He absolutely has. You know, the biggest thing really is just how they finish the rest of the season. And, you know, really these next few weeks are important because now everybody knows that they're not like this surprise football team. Everyone's taking them extremely serious. You know, it's no more like, oh, man, the Giants, they crept up on us. We were sleeping on them. You know, so now these next few weeks with the Jaguars, the Seahawks, the Texans and the Lions, we're really going to learn a lot about who they are, you know, especially now with the fact that they're expected to win a few of these games. You know, I, I don't know what the odds maker are saying in Vegas, but like a few weeks from now, you would expect them to be the favorite against the Texans and probably the Lions. So yeah. two out of those next four games, they're probably going to be the favorites. Um, yeah. So that's that's going to be important for them is to live up to those expectations now that everyone's got their eyeballs on them. Yeah. And the Giants as a favorite. Wow. What, what a concept. <laughs> Something we're not used to seeing. That's right. Uh, final question on the Giants and Daniel Jones as a quarterback in terms of development and all that, what more would you like to see from him to, to make that next level, to make that next jump? Yeah, I mean, I think just really he's doing it, just continuing just to have consistent play at the position, protecting the football, you know, managing the game, you know, as corny as that is for us quarterbacks and that cliche comment. But just, you know, Chad Pennington has one of the greatest quotes of all time that, you know, he has shared with multiple QBs throughout, you know, his career and, and post career, you know, with young quarterbacks. And he said, really, you know, your first job as a quarterback is not to lose the game. And I think right now, Daniel Jones is doing a great job of doing that. He's not losing the game for the Giants like people had perceived in the past. Now he's being in positions where he's able to play gritty and play tough and potentially win the game for them week in and week out. And I think that's what's exciting, you know. And and like I said, just, you know, him and Saquon just really doing a great job of carrying that offensive side of the football. And hopefully as they continue on throughout this football season, Coach Dayball can find, you know, new and different ways to get explosive play to get the receiving core, you know, more into the game plan and developing that part of their offense more aggressively as the year goes. Sure. And as we slide over to the Jets with Matt Sims here on the fan, um, Zach Wilson, 16 career starts, three so far this season. Um, but between the two seasons, what growth have you seen from him in his second year? 
Well, we know that Zach Wilson is extremely talented, right? We know that he has that ability to extend plays, throw the football really well on the run, right? Make those wow plays. We saw it at BYU. We've seen stretches of it here in the NFL. And I think really it's kind of a similar situation to Daniel Jones too. I think the football team now is understanding that they can't put so much weight on Zach Wilson's shoulders. Now they're starting to play more complimentary football as well, like the Giants are. And that's allowing Zach Wilson to be groomed the way that you want a young quarterback to be groomed, you know, just over time with experience, good moments, winning football games. And then each and every week, just building that confidence to make more and more aggressive plays that win more games from them down the road, you know, and that starts with just a great defense. It starts with the offensive line play. Brees Hall has been unbelievable for him. So very similar to the giants in a lot of ways, it's, you know, Zach Wilson playing consistent football, making good decisions, but it's also the coaching staff and the environment allowing him to be successful you know, and to take advantage of those great skill sets that he has. I think a lot of the times people look at the offensive line, they say, okay, that is, you know, the number one thing that quarterback needs to, to succeed. Right. We understand all that, but right. what, what else is there that goes into a young quarterback's development? What is another critical aspect that needs to be there? Yeah, I mean, I really think it is just like the environment that you're surrounded with, you know, and I think in both cases for both these young men, they're in environments, unfortunately, Daniel going through, you know, the the inferno a little bit here early in his career. Now he finally does have a coach that maybe is explaining him the game and encouraging him or, you know, making him work or be a little bit more grittier than he's used to, you know, that's allowing him to maybe find out new things about himself. You know, I think Zach Wilson's case, I think it's a situation where, you know, listen, like Mike LaFleur is a good football coach, you know, but at the same time, this really is the first time that he's had the total complete reins as the offensive coordinator for the New York Jets. He was in San Francisco, but we all kind of know that there, Kyle Shanahan has always kind of got that like all seeing eye of Mortar over his offense, right? So now Mike LaFleur is kind of the guy that's holding the reins. He's finding ways to be a better coach himself. He's now uh, in a situation where he has to, you know, identify what his players do well, call the game plan appropriately to those individuals and taking advantage of those skill sets. And I think, you know, with the experience, again, of just Coach Sala getting more talent on defense, getting more talent on offense, you know, they're going to just slowly continue to build on that too. As far when he was brought in, LaFleur, it was the creativity. The buzzword was creativity. Are you seeing right. it from them? What, are you, a, are you seeing it from them? And B, what would you like to see? I would say early on the creativity may have not have been there like, you know, in the first year or two, you know, but it, as it continues to go, he is getting better with it. And like I said, it's more so just like him kind of finding his own groove and what he himself likes to do and what he does well. You know, it's it's one of those things. He was in that Kyle Shanahan offense. Of course, you know, Kyle has a lot of great offensive ideas, but now it's it's totally his call. And, you know, you can't just do things the way that the coach who taught you did it because you have a totally different situation. You have a different team different head coach, you know, your players. And now it's really about just mixing and matching the different abilities of all these players. The good thing for them is, is they have a lot of really good young talent on their team. You know, with guys like Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, you know, Rucker at tight end, Elijah Moore only in his second year. There's a lot of promising football players for this New York Jets offense to be excited about that you hope that, you know, in these next year and two years, they can really groom into being a high powered offense that is, you know, really balanced and can do it in the air and on the ground. 
I'm sure you've seen it, but Elijah Moore has requested a trade from the Jets. About, right. You know, not getting enough targets. Right. Maybe him aside, Jets aside, as a young quarterback, you know, do you feel now a little bit more pressure to be like, all right, I, I got to look for him on the line. I, I got to look for him in space. You know, I hope not for Zach Wilson's case. I hope that he just drops back and he plays the game accordingly to what the defense is doing and what they've designed the play to do to be successful, you know, and going through his reads. Anytime that you're trying to please somebody, that's never a really good combination for you and your success, especially with, you know, the greatest team game of all time. So I think really in Elijah's more case, I understand why, you know, he wants the football more. He's a baller, right? But at the same time too, I think he has to be a little bit more aware of the potential of what the jets can be here shortly, you know, in the, in the short term right now, I understand why he could feel a little unsettled, but the long term looks more to be in favor of a team that is going to be a little bit more aggressive with doing things on the ground and in the air, like I mentioned before. So, you know, I know it's, it's only his second year. So I, I would be careful of wanting to jump ship, you know, this early, especially with the young quarterback and a lot of things that they have going positively for this, this new Jets environment. Yeah. For me, it's kind of like the Jets are finally winning. And it's like, dude, yeah. read the room, man, just read the room. Like, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's, it's easier said than done, you know, and, uh, and he's a young man and he wants to prove himself to be a really good football player, which he is. And, and like I said, this is going to be things that just going forward, you know, again, the Jets are in a situation where they just, they're trying to put all the pieces together as best as they can, you know, now that they do have the pieces to work with. And at the end of the day, the main goal is getting the W I think going forward though, it will be a little bit, uh, a better situation for Elijah Moore, you know, and for the group of ca uh, cast of characters that we just mentioned before. Final question. Um, just to just circle back to Zach Wilson, you, right. know, you, you watch him on Sunday and you're like, all right, he has leveled up. W what would that characteristic look like to you? Well, I think really the biggest thing is just the fact that he's able to just play the NFL game now, right? And be comfortable with it. And understanding too that he doesn't need to take that like wow or a super aggressive play, you know, unnecessarily, you know. And I think again that that goes into the fact of just the coaching staff being more comfortable with him and taking advantage of all those skill sets and keeping it simple for him. You know, I kind of see like a situation right now where it's almost like Mark Sanchez and that Rex Ryan crew, you know, all those years back where they were fighting for AFC championship games. You know, it was based upon playing really good defense, running the ball well, and Mark Sanchez making good decisions and making timely throws in games when they needed to, you know, I think that's the recipe for success right now for Zach Wilson too. you know, manage the game, play smart, play tough, you know, make plays outside the pocket when it's necessary. And, you know, as you continue to groom and get more comfortable and learn a little bit more about what your guys do well. And, and like I said too, with Michael Floor doing better and improving and getting more ways to make explosive plays. I think that's where, again, we see kind of that trending upward, uh, you know, feel for, for both these quarterbacks really in their situations. Well, Matt, thank you so much. This was um, enlightening. I, you're great. And I welcome you back anytime. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest league home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB big inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major league baseball trademarks used with permission.